0: Welcome, everyone, to Sports Day on this Thursday evening. Great to have your company, the 25th of January 2024. John Donahoe, my name. I'm here alongside one of my all-time favourites, and that is Bryce McGann. Hello, Bryce. Donis, that's
1: very nice of you to say so, and it's good to be here uh, Thursday evening, and still tons of sport going
0: on. There we've got is.
1: a big bash final to wrap up. Uh, we've got a test match that started, mm. and then tennis is getting to the pointy end as well.
0: There certainly is. We've got two test matches to look at as well. England and India are under away even better four for 121 off 32.4 overs so johnny bairstow just got out a couple of moments ago so we've got that test match happening and obviously we're at the gabba as well five for 95 we'll get we'll delve deeper into a few things in a moment we do we are time uh poor at the moment we've got to head to the gabba and one of our uh, sen cricket men who's dominating things this summer is adam white and he joins us live from the gabba now hello whitey G'day, John. How are you? Going very, very well. Uh, the Australians well and truly on top in the uh, day-night test. <clears throat> Five for 95 at the moment. Mitchell Stark's got him in all sorts. Yeah, he has. He's bowled really well.
2: I mean, that first session was clearly dominated by the Australians. I think all three fast bowlers bowled well. Um, and we can't say it was because of the pink ball. We can't say it was because of the pitch, because the pitch is a, looks an absolute belt to a bat on. And the ball wasn't really doing a lot. It was just some pretty... Poor batting from an inexperienced batting lineup um, coming up against a really mm. experienced bowling lineup. And, and that's where we see this, this massive gulf in, in difference of class.
1: Where do you see uh, <coughs> it heading towards? Can the tail wag a little bit from the West Indies once again? Uh, are batting conditions becoming a bit better uh, in this sort of late evening sort of stage as the ball <coughs> gets a bit softer?
2: Well, I think what we've seen, Bryce, in even just in this first 15 minutes since since the tea break, is that the West Indies have certainly tried to be a lot more positive. The um, Silva's got on with things really quickly. He's going in better than a, a runner ball, and even Hodge, who was you know fundamentally just leaving every single ball um, before the tea break, is starting to now open up and play a few shots. So I think they're trying to be a little bit more positive. Um, but really, Bryce, it's it's it has this sort of very familiar look to it, to what we saw in Adelaide.
1: Yeah, it's very much uh, men versus the boys, unfortunately. <laughs> but the thing that really uh, about the Pakistan series, when Pakistan were aggressive and were willing to take it on, they found, and even just rotating the strike more, not just trying to survive, <clears throat> but where they were able to drop and run and, 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 take and get things moving that way. The four balls came a little bit more. Uh, maybe the West Indies will take a leaf out of that book as they up the tempo now when maybe they're pretty good batting conditions.
2: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good point. I mean, positive intent doesn't mean you have to be hitting boundaries. It just means you, you've got to be looking to rotate the strike and looking to score, looking to be up for the battle. And I think what we've seen a little bit too much is that it's, it's either been feast or famine. It's either leave the ball or try and hit a four. Yep. And a few of the West Indian batsmen that have fallen um, edging the ball through to the court, and they're playing at balls that they they really shouldn't be playing at. But then you think, well, how are they going to score? So it's a difficult one for them. But I think where they've got to change, which is a little bit what you're talking about, is rather than just trying to hit a four, how about let's just get on the front foot and push one into the gap and get a single rather than thinking you've just got to bludgeon the ball through the offside. Because invariably that's where outside of Shandepal, that's where the Knicks are happening, where guys are going too hard at balls.
0: Yeah, absolutely. uh, Whitey, we saw last year, two-day test match at the Gabba, a little bit of grass on the wicket then. It looks a a far lighter pitch. There seems to be less grass on it. How have you seen the pitch on day one at the Gabba?
2: I just think it's been excellent. Um, I got a real surprise when I went out and had a look in the middle um, before play. Um, It really had been shaved down, and I talked to the curator. Bryce knows a lot of talking to the curator. (laughs) Um, So it was shaved down to three mils. So if you think about what was the case in Adelaide and Melbourne, where it was at eight mils, that is a considerable difference. Now they've got a different couch grass uh, here in Brisbane to what was the case in Melbourne and Adelaide, but it's just noticeably different. Two things, the colour. So it was a really sort of a bony sort of colour. I'd love to know what we you like on day three or day four if we get that far. Um, But also just how shorter the grass was. If you're a batsman, you're going out there thinking, I wouldn't mind batting on this because it doesn't feel like there's too many gremlins in the pitch, particularly once it starts to harden up and it gets a bit faster and it should be really good to bat on.
1: Do you think the the toss played out good for the West Indies and uh, their decision to bat first? Yeah, I
2: I don't know, Bryce. Look, I love the fact that they wanted bat, as they did in Adelaide. I'm just not sure it's the thing that they need to be doing. They're much better... As a bowling group, and if there any chance to compete against Australia, I felt they needed to get Australia in and and try and get them out for 180. Um, but that was what I thought before I saw the pitch. When I saw that pitch, I think, look, I think you've got a bat on, and I think Australia would have batted on it. The interesting dynamic about this game now being a day-night match is that should it be that the West Indies get dismissed around you know, I think they call it dinner break, which is the only the 20-minute break, which is the old tea break. It was a day game, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yes. Then at least Australia has to bat the first time under lights with a brand-new pink ball. So, you know, there is a, a positive, I guess, it from a West Indies point of view. If they can keep batting positive here and try and get as many as they can before they get all out, you know, they might get 150, 160 and then have... You know, two hours under the lights with a new ball to bowl at Australia tonight and might get them four down. I think that's their best chance because they clearly bowl better than they bat.
1: Well, there's no question about that. And they gave Australia some real challenge. In the in they Adelaide, did. the only batter that coped with it was, was Travis Head. So it, yeah, it may absolutely. leave Australia a little vulnerable um, with a rookie opener. Um, even though he's a test veteran, uh, he is a rookie opener and then a vulnerable four as well with a bit of pressure on. Um, it, it it does expose Australia a little bit maybe later this evening.
2: Absolutely. So Australia was one hundred and forty in Adelaide um, and it was, Travis said, batting with Mitchell Stark. So I don't think there's any doubt that the West Indies would have taken great confidence out of how well they bowled to the Australians, albeit in bowler-friendly conditions. So as I said before, they, they can just somehow find a way to get 160, 170 on the board in their first innings and then bowl in the good conditions. Then they've got a chance. What What would be the worst thing possible is if they do bowl tonight and Australia had none for a 60 mm. at Stumps and then all of a sudden they come out tomorrow on an absolute road and they can you know go really big on, on
0: day two. Whitey, last one before we let you go. Appreciate you jumping on. How would you rate Cameron Green's ability to uh, avoid, avoid his teammates today? He got pushed away by Josh Hazelwood <laughs> early on, and I think he's forgotten that he's, he's sort of COVID positive at the moment. How have you rated his, and, and what a weird situation it is? Oh, I think you've answered your own question poorly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he
0: came up after the
2: first wicket, and you're right. They actually did push him away. Um, look, I don't think he's particularly sick, um, but whether he's contagious mm. is another question. Andrew McDonald, um, he passed the test this morning, um, but they're still being cautious with him and keeping him away from the group. But uh, I think the uh, the strain or the the, 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 the that has hit the Australian team isn't particularly strong because none of them seem to be too much under the weather and Travis head he's the one that got it first he's back with the group and looks a, looks a million dollars
0: absolutely Whitey, i know we've got to let you go you're about to jump back on air and uh, replace jared waitley thank you for giving up some of your time and uh, we'll we look forward to hearing you throughout the cricket coverage over the next few days Thanks, boys. Always fun talking to you. Adam White there, part of the SEN Cricket commentary team. I, I agree completely, Bryce, with what he said about the West Indies. And it was a good question by you as well. And I think I said it to you, they need to just stick to their strengths. They bowled so well. You said it a couple of times in, in Adelaide. Yep. I just thought, you know, the opportunity to potentially bowl at night to the Australian team, bit of vulnerability there, maybe dismiss Uzi early. I thought they probably... Could have won the toss and bowled. Yeah. Uh,
1: look, at. I guess it just uh, sets up. They may very well be finding themselves bowling in the last session. Yes. And so pressing on now I think is important. There's no point just chewing away time. Um Trying to get as many runs as you can, and as Whitey said, they are looking a bit busier. So, um, some positive signs in that. Uh, West is currently 5 for 97. Uh, that's at 31 overs, so the bowlers are still fresh as daisy. Yes,
0: they are. Uh, we'll give you an update quickly as well on what's happening in England and India. I love simultaneous test matches, Bryce, and Brent. I love the fact that this is a five-match test series because two of... The world's powerhouses, India and England, and they all say that there's only three left, Australia, India and England. This is going to be a really good series. They've just lost Joe Root for 29. So five for 125 now. And you can see the ball spinning sideways on these pitches. is doing the job. Doing what he does best. Yeah, he got past the
1: outside edge a couple of times. Root went down to sweep, top Mm. edge on a sweep, and he's done. So that leaves uh, Stokes out in the middle. So they are in a bit of... Bit of uh discomfort
0: of they five are. for one twenty five. They are five for one twenty-five. Stokes just to the crease, Zach Crawley twenty, and uh, Ben Duckett 35. Uh we might uh review the Big Bash season thanks to Apco. Skip the queue with Appco with the Apco app. With the Appco app, pay for petrol for from the comfort of your car or pre-order food and drinks. It was the Brisbane Heat dominate dominating the Sydney Sixers last night at the SCG. A 54 run win. Eight for one sixty six batting first, and the Sixers bowled out for one hundred and twelve. I must say, Bryce, after they after the Sixers beat them in the Gold Coast in that uh, qualifier, I, I thought the Sixers were the most more settled lineup. I thought they were in better form overall, and I thought they were going to roll in at home in front of forty three thousand people and get the job done. And here I am wrong again. <laughs> yeah, look,
1: I, I was of the same view. Um, those who were tuning in last night on Sports Day, they, they know that I, I backed the Sydney Sixers and for all those reasons mm. um, and the experience as well. That They've got guys in the right spot. But I And I did flag it. I did say, but. Brisbane Heat have a terrific bowling lineup that is in really good form. They'll play two spin at Sydney, and it could be a real challenge with Kuhneman and Swepson. And, mm. and it, it proved to be. It, the, the runs on the board, the 160 mark, um, is, is pretty par for the course at Sydney. But uh, their, their ability then to bowl so well, and Spencer Johnson has, yeah. you know, if the auction happened yeah. now, the IPL, he'd probably get a, another million on top because he has been so well performed in the big games. Mm. Um, it, it was. Pretty good to see from Brisbane Heat. I, I honestly thought they were stumble at some point. Yeah. And particularly when they lost their batters, I thought, oh, they're going to stumble again. Mm. No, no, no. They stuck to the guns and uh, credit to them. They are the champions.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, they lost, Brisbane Heat lost Jimmy Pearson early and then a nice partnership between Josh Brown and Nathan McSweeney. How about the hitting of Josh Brown throughout this whole final series? We heard from Ricky Ponting the other day. He's fielded a couple of calls already from overseas T20 competitions. His, his status is just going from better and he's just rising through the uh through the well through the clouds at the moment he's going to be earning a lot of money in the next couple of years. Yeah, he will be. Mm.
1: Yeah, uh I he's been consistent. Mm. He he has been consistent as uh and he's made double figures every time he's gone out to bat. Now sometimes that's in the teens, but there has been some real breakout things and now that's where the belief drops in. Yeah. I believe I can do this. He wasn't just thrashing the ball. He he was watching the ball and delivering power shots uh, to what was bowled to him. Mm. Uh, admittedly, the 140, there was, um, there, there was a buffet served to him. It, there really was some uh, generous <laughs> yes. bowling, shall we say. Put it in good areas, didn't they? Or did they what? And uh, it, he really dined out
0: on that. But uh, some really positive signs, and mm. that's exciting for his future. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think Spencer Johnson, one of the first since Sean Abbott early in the Big Bash tournament, uh, in the Big Bash, in I guess all the seasons of the Big Bash, to take four for in a final. It was a great, it was a terrific bowling performance from Spencer Johnson, four for twenty six from his four overs. He was the man of the match, uh, and well deserved as well. But the Brisbane Heat redemption for last year, Bryce as well. They they've been there two years in a row now, and they finally got one back. You, they say you've got to lose one to win one, and they did just that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, th- since the middle of last Big Bash season, they have really got on a roll. They've mm. uh, they've got the culture right. Um, some of the players out of there, uh, Josh Brown himself was saying, you know, the impact that uh, Colin Munro and Billings had. Yep. So the internationals were adding enormous value in terms of culture and leadership and how to go about it at a next level. And it's raised them all up. Um, they're a really good franchise. They're well-led. Um, you know Wade Seckham, their coach, but you know with Darren Lehman in there, just a, mm. as a right hand man, one out, one back, just supporting things, um, is is incredibly useful and giving the, the, all these players enormous confidence. And it was so pleasing to hear Spencer Johnson say, yeah. "I'm so grateful for where I play at the Brisbane mm. Heat. It's changed my life." And and how respecting and uh, about the culture and how he's performing—it's uh, they're wonderful words to say.
0: And I guess it gives it gives a good insight as well into you know a lot of I guess a lot of us probably think from the outside looking in that the big bash is just you know they go off for six weeks from their state teams they play in a t twenty tournament and and you know it, it doesn't mean as much as say winning an NRL or an AFL grand final it doesn't feel like you're in the team environment for a whole season and you know you you, you get the job done. And you feel like that, it's, it shows how much it means to them. And, you know, this six weeks, whatever they're getting paid and they're having fun with their mates. That was a really good insight into what it means to players, this big bash tournament. Yeah, exactly. And the ones that got that right
1: are the ones who are right up the top. Yeah. They they could get those things happening, that real um, uh, continuity and connection. Uh, It's so, so important.
0: What did you think? I I loved I loved this year's Big Bash. I know what what Kano was on about, and a big shout out to Kane. We're on his show, obviously, a couple of weeks ago when he said the Big Bash was boring. Uh, I get to an extent what he was saying with that, but I just there was for some reason, and maybe because I've been close to it, we were calling games and mm-hmm. all that. But I watch most games, and there was something in every game that I really just enjoyed that grabbed me. There might have been one game throughout the whole tournament that I thought, okay, this is a bit dull. But apart from that, crowds up 30%, people coming back. The interest is rising in the Big Bash, and I thought it was one of the most exciting tournaments we've seen in recent times. It was engaging.
1: Yeah. I think they can tweak it up a bit more. Yeah, they can so.
0: condense it.
1: Let's do it in four you weeks. You want to go shorter. Yeah, yeah. Same amount Same of games. Same amount of games. I love the games. Yeah. Ten. Uh, I think it needs to be based on, you know, where they finish on the ladder. So, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it gives those bottom teams. That's it. You, we need to even it up, but it's up to them to get it right. There's no draft. There's no – well, there is a draft, mm. but there's no – it is the, the here and now. Go and deliver on it um, for the teams. Pick your best team and, and let's go for it. So, uh, But I, I would like it to be in four weeks. We don't need to have a bit of a gap there around the yeah. test match. We, we, we can condense this and it can be something really special. If you do that, international players will stay for the duration. Mm. So we'll have that and that's a real draw cut, and we can make sure we have those international players around the test matches. I think the Australian internationals mm. playing adds even more value.
0: I think Laurie Evans said that in, in the coverage a couple of weeks ago in that game against the, I want to say the Sydney Sixers, in the last game of the season. I think he said he would he wanted to stay. He's loving the Big Bash. He loves the product, but you want to tighten it up. Now, you and I did the first game uh, down in Geelong, albeit it lasted six overs, and, <laughs> yeah. and the Renegades after that had an eight-day break until their next game. So it's stuff like that... If every team has the same amount of breaks just about throughout the season at different points, you could condense it to four weeks. You're right. No question. You're right. Play play, one every day. But the players
1: now know that they Mm. can back up. They can play, they can uh, travel, Mm. and then they can go and play again. If if it's travel required, then they can have another day. They can play every second day, and they can really rip into it. Ten games every second day just about. In some of the longer travel, you might give them an extra day, but it is really feasible to do that. Mm. Um, When the Big Bash first came around, the the players were expecting they need more time because of the travel distances yep. and things like that but i think they've really got used to it they know the rhythm of the game having eight days off as soon as the tournament starts doesn't make sense
0: no it, it, i think you and i even spoke to Quentin de cock prior to that game he said he was going back to south africa for a week and then flying back to australia just because he had the time and, and he had just come off a world cup
1: yeah and i think one of those you know that's one of those things that uh you know, some of the teams didn't quite get right. Mm. They, they let everyone disperse after that game. So yeah. Quint de Kock went away and Renegades needed to bring everyone together. Mm. And, you know, they all went off and did their own thing, have a bit of a break, and then we'll get into it. Well, and then you drop a few games. Well, the tournament's done. With only 10 games, you can't afford to have a slow run-up. You've really got to tune up. So mm. I think, it, it you know, will we'll help a lot of the teams in their continuity and their connection because yeah. there's not enough time to to warm up into it.
0: I just – I thought it was – and it might just be because I'm a cricket head and, and I love all forms of cricket. Every – you know, I know some people say uh, they only like test cricket. They only like one format of the game. They don't love T20. I just love it all, and I think that we're, we're starting to see it dipped a little bit, the big bash. It plateaued, and and people weren't going to watch it. It wasn't as intriguing and engaging. I think it's it's making a run, and if they, if they can tighten things up, if they can get players, international players in for longer – I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger over the next couple of years and make a resurgence.
1: Yeah, the double
0: headers Thursday,
1: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you can really power it up over those busy times. A little easier earlier in the week as we just maybe have a breath and then you ramp it right up each week. Uh, It can be done.
0: The 40 games can be all wrapped up in that time. I said to someone, I think I said to Chuck last week, I would love to see... Because the, the the test summer next year reverts back to a five-test series against India, finishes up at Sydney in the in the first week of January. I would love, a bit like in soccer, a two-week period there where Australian players are released. Yep. They go, all right, you've got two weeks to go and play for your franchises, have the back half of the tournament coming up, uh, sorry, have the back half of the tournament in that two-week period, plus finals, they can play two or three games in the lead-up, Then they can play finals. We get the best high quality Australian players playing in the Big Bash in the final series.
1: I think that would be outstanding. And uh, I, that, that that is uh, a chorus that's going around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a demand and uh, the crowds are being up. People yeah. want to watch it. Uh, it. It's tuning up at the right time. But I agree with all of those things. Absolutely.
0: All right. We've got a couple of minutes here. So we've you and I have been putting our heads together for some player awards and we'll give a grade for each team as well before we head to a break. So let's start with the player awards. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll go with the MVP to start things off. I think it's pretty simple. I think we're probably both... Both aligned on this. I haven't seen yours. You haven't seen mine. Nope. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, Matt Short. Matt Short. Yeah, 500 uh, plus runs. Amazing season again. Yeah, yeah cleared out. He was yeah.
1: clearly the the best and most consistent performer and dominant at the top of the order for the strikers. Yeah, well deserved.
0: And finished second in the in the leading run scorers last year. Yep. This year comes back and just blows them all away. Aaron Hardy up there again. So that's been the top two for for two years running now, and you can see why they've both been included in the Australian ODI squad. Best finals player for you, Bryce. Uh, best finals player, Spencer Johnson. Ooh. Um, I, I thought he's four
1: for 26 in the final, got him man of the match. In the prelim final, three for 20. Mm. And in the qualifier, he had two for 14, even though the sixes won in four overs. He, I thought he was
0: outstanding. He oh. really lifted for the big games. Yeah, I'm going the batsman, Josh yep. Brown. Yeah, Josh Brown. Okay. He's 100 in the first game. I just think hitting like that and to become the, the equal second quickest uh, century in Big Bash history. I think you've got to reward that. That's what we all go to the cricket to see. Yep. We all go to the cricket to see 12 sixes, 12 sixes in that game. It's the most ever. In a big bash game. I haven't hit that in my career. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've been playing a long time. Yeah, I think I'm alongside you on that. <laughs> We've got to get back to your uh, celebrations I saw on uh, Instagram a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, the Bowler of the Year. I am going to go with Spencer Johnson, but I'm going to give an honourable mention as well to Xavier Bartlett. I think from last year, wasn't in the top five leading wicket takers in BBL. Comes up, wins the the golden arm, for lack of a better term, yep. and takes 20, 21 wickets this year. I'm going to give him an honourable mention, but I think Spencer Johnson late for the reasons you said.
1: Yeah, I agree. Look, because Spencer Johnson was a finals player, I've actually gone with Ben Dorshuis. I thought he held the Sydney Sixers bowling attack at times, and he blew them apart. He got a five. For, um, he was the third on the all, uh, overall wicket takers. Mm. Um I thought he was superb and really led the Sydney Sixers' attack. Yep. Um, it, you know, there's a, a new chief for them, and that's Ben.
0: Absolutely. I, I reckon we'll probably align on Fielder of the Year. What do you think?
1: I think it's Michael Neeson.
0: Yeah. Two, yeah. two unbelievable catches, a fielding performance. He is, for a, a fast bowler <laughs> who steams in and a, a bloke who can hit bound, he is an unbelievable fielder. He's amazing. His timing on diving
1: outfield catches is extraordinary. And the way he just flipped that yeah. one back and just held everything behind the line in the final. That was unbelievable. He's extraordinary. He certainly is. Most improved player for you, Bryce? Uh, Josh Brown. Yeah, like Josh it. Brown. Yep. Uh, a little inconsistent in, in previous Times and we really didn't know what he had. Mm. I thought he was ultra consistent and uh, he always made double figures and he was second in the runs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go to my man who I gave an honourable mention to, Xavier Bartlett. As I said, wasn't top five last year and Wicked takers. Now leading wicket taker in nice. the Australian squad for the ODI series coming up. Well deserved. Oh, I think he's the natural most improved player uh, and our rising star for this year. Cooper Connolly. Ooh, okay. Yeah. uh, What I
1: like, look, he made 181 runs. That's okay. But what I love and they they need to use this. Mm. Perth need him to be doing this skill set. He, a T20 spin option. Mm. They need it. They've got a big gap with their spin. And uh, he's a gun in the field, like yep. an absolute gun. Put him anywhere, He he's fast, he's got a gun arm, he's a jet.
0: And you just look at him and you go, how is he hitting the ball 15 rows back on the league side? He's small in yeah. stature, but I tell you what, he wallops a ball. Yes, yeah, a couple of jockeys doing that. Fraser <laughs> McGurk's in the <laughs> other
1: class. He's not a big boy at all, but he's timing
0: and bat speed. Mm. They're both remarkable. Well, I'm glad you mentioned my man, the Gherkin, because he is my rising star. We knew how good he was, obviously, leading into it, but some of his... His stroke play was phenomenal. 257 runs, 18 sixes for the year. I think he was uh, he was the rising star. So I, I'm going to give that to him. It's got him a selection in the Australian one-day team too. Has. Looking forward to seeing him. Bryce McGain is with me. This is Sports Day for Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. And Maccas, the Aussie Angus Deluxe, is back at Maccas. Plenty more with Bryce McGain next.
3: Five men on the ropes as Brown stands and swats at this one. It'll be big enough to go over all of them. And it's six from Josh Brown. As Brown takes a step up the pitch and slams it through the covers for four. Brown gets fifty off thirty-two. Edwards comes in, full of pitch delivery. Matt Renshaw has absolutely sent this over cow corner and over the boundary for six. Perfect conditions, thick edge, and the first wicket falls. What a ripper from Michael Lisa. They got a slip in place. Great catch, and it's Matt Matt Renshaw. Renshaw. In comes Johnson. Left arm over the wicket, straight through, knocked him over. Or he gets out. Edwards goes. Johnson delivers. Philippi, 23 off 21 deliveries. Has hit it into the air. This will be end of Josh Philippi. The third wicket falls. A big breakthrough. Comes in. Stand and deliver from Moses on But it's gone right up in the air. And the skipper is gone. Caught. The heat is celebrating. Now, move to 16. Oh, hang on. He's given that a ginormous a catch. roost, but it's gone straight up in the air. A oh, really good catch by on the What rope. is he on the field? Still four balls to come in this over. Soch he's got it. goes for the slog, and he's out. The Brisbane Heat win BBL 13 convincingly at the SCG.
0: They certainly did. Brisbane Heat, redemption from last year, a 59-run victory over the Sydney Sixers. They were far too strong. Welcome back to Sports Day. Our news headlines tonight have been brought to you by the Spirit of Tasmania. Unwind as you wander and set sail with the Spirit of Tasmania from $69. Conditions apply. John Donahoe and Bryce McGain with you. Bryce, there is so much cricket happening at the moment. Five for 137 England in their game against India. Folks and Stokes... Are in. I'm not sure why they didn't play uh, folks in the Ashes. Seems weird to me. He's their a away wicketkeeper and not their home wicketkeeper? He's their best wicketkeeper. And yeah,
1: he th- is. You absolutely need that in India, mm. so that he can hence bat. the selection. Yep, uh, and and
0: he's very handy with the bat. Mm. Absolutely. And the Australians against the West Indies well on top five for 105. We were just talking about uh, the player awards for the Big Bash. Let's go through some player. Uh, sorry, some team. Uh, as, what are we doing here? Team um, grades, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. I've had a, I've had a at today. Rankings 10 10 out of rankings, ten. Yeah. We're
1: doing them out of ten. Yes, is that how you've oh, done I've it? I've done,
0: I've done letter grades. You can do them out of ten. Why don't you do them out of ten? I'll do letter grades, yep. and then we can sort of see what, uh, see what comes of both of it. But all right, let's start from the top, and we'll work our way down. No worries. All right, so the Brisbane Heat premieres this year. What did you give them?
1: Yeah. So the way I've done it is from batting and bowling, mm. and I've given them a grade for both. Nine
0: for batting, 10 for bowling. They're a 9.5. Oh, I like it. I like how you've, you've come, to, come to that. It's very good. I've given them an A- because if they went through the season undefeated and won the final, I would have given them an A+. So it wasn't the perfect season, but it was near perfect. And they get an A-, especially for their bounce back. The Sydney Sixers. Yeah. Seven for the batting.
1: Eight for the bowling, and Ben Dorsch has had a big push on that eight, so 7.5 overall. like it.
0: I thought they were a pretty well-rounded side. They didn't lose too much when it came to players leaving James Vince, obviously, and Tom he Curran. He is a big loss for he them, is, though, and, yeah. and
1: so is Tom Curran. The order, yeah. And then Tom Curran obviously rubbed himself yes. out for a little while, so <laughs> yeah. uh, um, with that confrontation with the umpire. But, uh, look, that, they were pretty steady, but mm. uh, I, I reckon they would have experienced uh, oh, I don't know. Can you expect more than getting to a final and, and yeah. being in there with a knockout blow? Yeah. And I they, don't
0: know. They they timed their run exquisitely. They were third going into the last game of the season, beat the Scorchers, got to second. So I've given them a B plus plus. Okay. A double plus. plus. I just think, you know, they weren't A quality. They weren't B+, plus, they were just in the middle, so it's like it's put sort of like a 7.58. Yeah, yeah. B++ plus plus for me. Yeah, so we're we're pretty close on yeah, that, I reckon. One.
1: The, the Adelaide Strikers. Yeah, they were next uh from their batting 9, their bo- their bowling was 6 and their bowling at the start was probably 2. <laughs> <laughs> and then they played two league spinners and started taking mm. wickets and put some real pressure on. So it got to a six. So I reckon they were an eight. I, I actually rated them higher yeah. than uh, the Sydney Sixers.
0: Remarkable run for them. They started a couple of washouts to start things off. Lost a couple. Of, they lost four games in a stretch at one point. And I thought in a ten game season, I thought they're gone. Yeah. Because you know it's hard to get back from that. But they just stuck at it. They they kept chipping away. The teams I guess above them were falling around them as well, which helped. And when they lost to the Stars on New Year's Eve, I thought, okay, it's all over. Yep. But they Matt Short, you know, you and Chuck know my love affair with Matt Short. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's a fantastic player and set and forget at the top of the order for the Australian cricket team for a long time. Yes, I agree. Yeah, But I, I think they timed their run really well. A little bit of recruiting next year and they, they probably go one better.
1: Yeah, I think the change of strategy, that changed their fortunes. Mm. And then they got on that hot streak and yep. they went into the finals. It, the best form team. Spin to win. You Lloyd Pope. It, you bet it was. Yeah, yeah, Lloyd
0: Pope, Cam Boyce,
1: just the so... invisible googly. That's what he's got. No one can see. It's a, it's a <laughs> Harry Potter. Lloyd Rope. Yeah, Lloyd Pope. It's like the Harry Potter cloak of invisibility <laughs> over his wrist and no one sees it.
0: It's amazing. I love that analogy. That's quality. So I've given them a, beam, uh, a B. I thought they were pretty solid all around. You know, weren't perfect. Lost a couple in the middle. So I've given them a B there. Scorchers. Yeah. Uh, Scorchers, they're, they're best we know how good it is grand finals the last couple of years so what have you given them i gave them a six with the bat
1: seven with the ball mm. which was under par with the ball they've got a great bowling lineup yeah. where they lost it where's the spin what happened? Yes. Ashton, Ashton Agar really didn't contribute much with the spin. They had no spinning wickets, mm. and you, you can't afford to get through a big bash and win the title with that. Um, at the start of the year, I thought Ashton uh, Agar would be unbelievable. Back in the team, fit and all that, but he just couldn't get the wickets this time around. So overall, 6.5 for the Perth Scorchers.
0: Yeah, and it, just, it wasn't the ruthless Perth Scorchers we came to know. I think the whole way through the big bash season, I think we all thought Sort of, you know, they're they're still there, and if they play, make the finals, they're going to be that team that is going to be hard to beat. But for me, I gave them a B minus because their their best is is grand final. I didn't think it was their worst season. They finished fourth, uh, finished third, and then obviously fourth by way of rankings yep. at the end of it. So I, I thought B minus, solid season, but their best we know it, we know how good it is. So I just think, yeah, it was, it was okay. They really missed their skipper, yeah. Ashton Turner. Oh, yeah, like absolutely. having him
1: out, and that's off spin overs as well. Mm. Uh, he, he is such a good contributor to their team and leadership, but they missed him with a knee injury.
0: Yeah, they did. The Hobart Hurricanes were next. Disappointing season, but managed to get to fifth. What do you think? Yeah, so I gave them six with the bat. I thought they were a bit lumpy performance. Mm.
1: They were dangerous at times, but a bit lumpy. Three with the ball. Uh, Ellis is the only one in the top twenty. The rest are nowhere. Yeah. Um, th- that's where they ended up, and so five
0: overall. Yeah, I gave him a C, which yeah. I think is average. You yeah. know, it's sort of okay. You did well, bits and pieces, but I couldn't really get a read on them. You know, they're they're bowling. I loved Riley Meredith. I love the the change of pace from from Nathan Ellis. You know, they found one in Nickel Chowdhury as well. Didn't think their overseas worked all that well. Sam Hayne out of form. Corey Anderson didn't perform for them. No, he got, he got dropped in there. Yeah, head. and didn't get enough from Tim David, I thought, as well. So Correct. I think just all around an average season for them. See, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I
1: thought their batting was boosted. Ben McDermott and mm. uh, Matthew Wade yeah. um, sort of covered some cracks and some vulnerabilities there. But if we have a look at the Melbourne Stars, oh, yeah, uh, I've, I've got four with the bat. And um, I thought Bo Webster did a really good job at the top of the order to, to give them a four with the ball. One, they were diabolical with the ball. Their mm. leading wicket taker was 29th on the table, Glenn Maxwell, oh. and then Harris Ralph. It was 30. That's mm. it. they leading wicket. They cannot get anywhere near the tournament mm. uh, and expect to be doing well. They've got a stacked batting lineup and they really didn't fire um, at times. You know, they've they got Maxi and all. Yeah, yeah. They've got, they got everyone. Put them on paper. They're unbelievable. But one for their bowling, um, I, I gave them a three overall. Yeah.
0: I I gave them a D. I thought they were, you know, they went on that four-game winning streak in the middle of the season, and that papered over a few cracks. We thought potentially they were going to play finals, but I think it was the same old Melbourne stars. You, you've got, you, when you look at their list, you go, Glenn Maxwell, superstar, a little bit of sort of good domestic players, and then they've just got a whole heap of just middling players as well. Like, uh, no disrespect to, to any of them, but there's guys there who are just very good Premier cricket players yep, that have come into the side... At times it just baffled me some of their selections. I think John O'Murlow is a fantastic cricketer. Don't get me wrong. Great premier cricketer, great Victorian cricketer. But at times he didn't bat or bowl in games for the Melbourne Stars. And I was wondering why he got selected in certain matches. Yeah. We were
1: commentating one at the MCG and Mm. he was batting down at nine or something and bowl one over, went for plenty. And uh, I think they were looking for him to bowl some cutters or something or other. Look, I I don't know, but they're, they're bowling for me. That They need a complete overhaul. Yep. Complete overhaul. Yep. Look for bowlers because that'll win your titles. The Renegades, the other Melbourne team, three with the bat, one with the ball. Mm. Rogers at 23rd was their leading wicket-taker, and there was no one else. There was absolutely no one else. They got a two.
0: Yeah, I, got an, I gave them an F. Yep. Greatest paper team I've ever seen. Yeah, You look at the lineup, all the way down, Finch, uh, you know, Fraser McGurk, Wells, all the way down. You think Nick this is a Maddison. great team they had and to drop their captain. Correct. Yeah. And DeKock at the top as well, who was. Didn't score at Marvel Stadium until his third or fourth game of the season. Oh, I just think you look at that lineup and you go, they should be so much better. I gave him an F.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't wet weather or no. bad wickets that they got in no. on.
0: It was bad ha- stroke play.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't mm. that th- those types of issues. Uh, I know some of the supporters have said, oh, you know, we had a bit unlucky at the, the start and you yeah. know whatever. No, 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 no. No, no yeah, unfortunately, there was no fire at all. Just a pop gun effort all round. Yeah, on the bottom of the table, Sydney yeah. Thunder. Uh, I gave him two with the bat. Um, I thought they were really inconsistent, lack firepower. Um, Four with the ball, um, so for a three overall. So I actually rated them higher Mm. than the Renegades, but uh, that's where I had them, three out of
0: ten. Yeah, we can't go lower than F, so I've given them an F as well. I think the last two teams on the ladder, you know, we didn't get to see the the bottom of the table showdown because of rain, but... I just don't know where they're at. They've, they played finals last year due to the, the top five system, and they, they've been around the mark for a long time, but I think it's now a regeneration. Love what Chris Green does. I think he's a great leader. I think Sam's is good with their Sams bowling. Sam's is great with the yep. bowling. A little bit of late-order hitting as well. But if Alex Hales doesn't get going at the top, it sort of seems like they just fall away. Yeah. So I'm not sure where the Sydney Thunder go to from here. They need to recruit, obviously. They'll get hopefully Usman Khawaja at times again next year, but... Yeah, they, they had a really disappointing season.
1: Yeah, and they, they lost key moments. They they mm. handed over mm. situations where they were maybe a bit in charge of games, yep. and, and then the opposition were able to overcome them with just a, applying a little bit of pressure, and they succumbed regularly in that situation.
0: Yeah. I, I like as well for the Thunder. I do like the future of Ollie Davies. I think he's, you know, fielding-wise, he can bowl a couple of overs, handy with the bat as well, young. So I think the, there's one for them to develop. Tanvi Sanger as well. We know that yes. you know, he's got the, the capabilities. has represented Australia already yeah, in yeah. the white ball. so and deservedly so. Yeah, I, yeah. He,
1: he's, he's really capable of coming off injury as well. Mm. So he missed a, 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 all last year through injury. So there's some positive signs here, but uh, it, big moments. They don't know how to do them.
0: No, they don't. That was our grading for the big bash of 2023-24, BBL 13. Already looking forward to BBL 14, I must be said, Bryce. But... We've got a little bit of time to go before then, a couple of different sports coming up. I am looking forward
1: to what happens with these team
0: lineups yes. and particularly the
1: Melbourne-based teams. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? How are you going to change it? That's what I want to hear. I want to hear how you're going to do it mm. now. That's the message that needs to come out. Don't just um, put your head in the sand and go, oh, we'll wait till next season. Yep. No, no, I think they need to get on the front foot and communicate and mm. bring the faith and and that back in all the supporters because there, there are no bigger sporting-loving community than Melbourne yeah. and they want their teams to
0: be successful. You've got to start that right now. Well, just in a word or less, Glenn Maxwell's not captaining the Melbourne Stars anymore. What name would you give for the captaincy of the Melbourne Stars? Oh, gee. Um, I've, got well, one. I've got one, but I want to hear your thoughts. Um, look, look, I don't know. Maybe Hilton Cartwright. I, that yeah. was the one. Yeah, It's I, got a Hilton Cartwright team written all over it for me. He's yep. stable, he's he's on he's on contract for them. Seems like a good team man. Yep. I think, you know, and he's and he's he he's a leader in the middle order. When they lose wickets, he comes in and he stabilizes them. I, I think it's time to give Hilton Cartwright a bit of leadership and I think he'd be a great captain, to be honest yeah. with
1: you. Or the the other option is you go and get someone like um, yep. Brisbane did and they yep. had Colin Munro leading from the front, yeah, international leader. Hey, no no. That, it's not that standard. It's this standard. Up yeah. we go. Yeah. Y- we're doing everything to this level. Cause I, I think at the moment, the stars just seem to be wishy-washy and mm. they're just, mm. they're, they're not at that high end intensity all the time. Um, from, from what we see on the ground, and no. and also just around, uh you know, the, the probably the way they're preparing is not at the intensity required to go and win a title.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how both, I guess, Melbourne teams, from our perspective down here, fill their lineups. We know the Renegades have got a few that they need to get rid of as well, but... Uh, or they have that have retired, yeah, retired. And they, need to, yeah. they need to fill the void there. So it be interesting to see how it happens. Very quickly, Bryce, we've got a couple of seconds. Um, you've been watching much tennis? Yeah, covering all yeah. that.
1: It's been uh, really fascinating. It's probably the, the year that I've really honed into it, not, mm. not only because I'm on Sports Day, but of the course. fact is uh, it's been – really engaging.
0: Alexander Zverev with a big upset last night. Looks like it's going to be Joker's year again, but you never say never. Yannick Sinner coming up as well, and we've got still uh, Daniel Medvedev in the main draw, and for the women's, Coco Gough and Arena uh, Sabalenka on tonight as well. You've been awesome, Bryce. It's nice to spend a Thursday afternoon with you. Thank you. Thank you, Donis. Uh, anytime. This is Sports Day for Kia, major partner of the Australian Open and Maccas. The Aussie Angus Deluxe is back at Maccas.
4: Now on Sports Day,
2: a sports update for Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer.
0: Welcome back to Sports Day. Time to get a Trot's Talk update with Lachlan Mitchell, the Hunter Cup and Great Southern star. Saturday, Feb third at Melton. Lockie, welcome. Uh, talk us through the big movers and shakers in Trot's Talk. Don't stop dreaming. Touches down in Melbourne.
5: Yeah, I went out to uh, Melbourne Airport last night and saw saw the Great. Uh horse come down from new zealand uh, for mark purdin um what an incredible thing he's sort of flown down here and he was supposed to come down with a cuda but just don't stop dreaming i think it's going to captivate a lot of hearts and minds I suppose heading into that hunter cup and and they've given it a real good chance and i had a chat to the stable hand there brooke um and she was real rapt at the way he traveled down and, and got a good shot of him there so he's staying up at larry j farms with Greg Greg sugars and and just hubs at the moment so which would be fantastic to get a bit of influence of of, um New Zealand, I suppose, a bit of flavouring to the Hunter Cup and also you've got Lee methane also coming down from Queensland. So a bit more local to home, but no, good to see, a good feel sort of coming together for the Hunter Cup.
0: How much would it cost to fly a horse overseas, roughly? Do you know?
5: Uh, probably out of my budget, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll be at the back in cattle class, I suppose. But, yeah, I'm not sure how much that would
0: cost. Well, make sure you go and check because 150 mil just went off uh, in the uh, Powerball. What about the next millionaire to hit the track? Tell us who that is, please.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So we've got just believe a better eclipse and, and they're both sort of in that nine, sort of 83 mark, um, $983,000. I think, I don't think the international flight will cost that much, but but they're looking by to break into that million dollar sort of category, I suppose. And, and just believe will be the only 10th trotter um, bred in Australia, I suppose, to so sort of crack that mark, which would be quite an impressive feat. And, and it'll be sort of, you know, something that we, we can sort of, you know, look back on and go, wow, what an incredible time. And he was sort of featuring that great Southern Star next week as well. So there's plenty going on there and, and obviously better Eclipse as well. will we'll go up against in him the, in the Casey Classic against Don't Stop Dreaming that New Zealand horse we just spoke about. So, so plenty going on there and an incredible sort of feat as well to sort of see these horses break these great numbers.
0: And there's a big Trotters Cup at Maryborough this Sunday as well. Tell us about that yeah. before we let you go.
5: Yeah, so that'll be the Weatherburn the Cup. Obviously couldn't get it at Weatherburn. There was a bit of work going on there with their grandstand and, and I don't think the rain have sort of helped them along. So they'll be at Maryborough. Uh, really, really good field and things like that. We've got Chris Alford also. We're on Chris Alford watch. He's on nine, 7,992 wins. He's got Grumpy in the cup there. So hopefully he can, he can get us a little bit closer and we can sort of celebrate that on Hunter Cup night if he gets there. But no, incredible race. And, and I'll be going with Grumpy in that one for Chris Alford and his wife Allison.
0: All right. Well, give us a best bet before uh, before we let you go because people will be listening and they'll want to uh, jump on with a big weekend of harness racing. What do you like across the weekend?
5: Yeah, I'll give you a bit of a roughie. Chinese Whisper at Melton uh, for Andy Gath. A lot of people have tipped this one in, so I think it'll it'll shorten now. But, yeah, Chinese Whisper for Andy Gath at and Melton.
0: All right, beautiful. I like it. Uh, Lachlan Mitchell, thank you. Appreciate it. All things Trot's talk. We'll talk to you again soon.
5: Not a problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Harness Racing's heavyweights will battle it out in the AG Hunter Cup and Great Southern Star Saturday, the 3rd of Feb at Melton. And while we're here, let's also do a quick preview of this weekend's action in the WNBL. Thanks to the TAC. Drive safely for everyone. A message from the TAC. Sydney Flames the the Southside Flyers. That's tonight at 8 p.m. Make sure you tune in to that. Townsville Fire also against the Southside Flyers. They're back on Saturday at 8.30 p.m. And the Adelaide Lightning versus the Canberra Capitals. That's Sunday at 3 p.m. So a big weekend of WNBL action. Speeding drivers can face large fines. Drive safely for everyone. A message from the TAC. More Sports Day back after this.
3: You're listening to Sports Day.
0: Welcome back to Sports Day for Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. John Donahoe and Bryce McGain are with you. Been a good show, Bryce. Spoke to Whitey. The cricket's in full swing Up at the Gabba, hopefully the rain's going to stay away over the next few days. It looks a bit dicey up there, but it's been a good start so far for the Aussies. Yeah, just a tropical cyclone coming into Queensland, so uh, a little
1: bit further north, but yeah, you're right.
0: When it rains in Queensland, it buckets down. So uh, nice to chat to Adam White from the Gabba as well, but... It is time. We should welcome in our, uh, our producer, Sam Watson, because it's draft time. Now, you you didn't realise that SWATO was going to be a part of this, but a three-way draft here of the greatest BBL team of all time. Hello, Samuel.
4: Hello, boys. Uh, yeah, always uh, a pleasure being in the company of SCN's face of the BBL <laughs> and uh, a member of the top five athletes ever to attend Peninsula Grammar. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes. Did you know that? Something top new? five. Do you reckon you fall falling in? Uh, uh, I was having a look. There's a, there's a few. He's well researched. There's yeah, some man. good footballers in there. Jacob Weedering. yeah, pretty good. Nathan Jones, yeah, handy. Yeah, you'd be in the top five. Bryce, Mc- you, you're, th- you're the third result that comes up on Google, Bryce. So does you that have, mean you're Stuart the low big buckets. buckets? Yeah, yeah. Does that
0: mean you're the number one cricketer then of all time to come I'm out the of the only Columbia? Test player to come out of the only state player? Yeah, well, there you go. So the, then yeah. he has to be in the top five. That speaks for itself, doesn't Especially it? Especially all, yeah. and to be honest with you, Jacob Weathering never played for his country. So does country trump? Playing for Carlton? Who knows? Maybe. It does.
4: Uh, Nice to have you with us,
0: Swatson. <laughs> but it is time for
4: this. Join.
0: It's draft time. And I'm looking forward to this. We've all got our collective heads together. Uh, hat was drawn. Names were drawn out of a hat. I didn't rig it. Sam Watson rigged it. Well, he tried to. He got picked two. I got picked one. Bryce, you're picking at three. And four. And four, yes. Yep. So snake draft. So it'll be, is that right, Sammy? Yep. Yep, that's right. So it'll be uh, one, two, three, and then Bryce will get the uh, second pick of the second round. All right, I'm going to kick it off. Pretty obvious one to start things off. Have to. You have to start with Rashid Khan. 98 oh. wickets at, uh, what do he go, 17.51. he was. He's pretty been pretty handy throughout his career so far, and I think that he is the rightful number one pick.
4: Yeah. Uh. Pick two for me is uh, my personal favorite, a childhood hero of mine, uh, captain of the Melbourne Renegades for many years, oh, Aaron Finch. Geez, opening was, the batting. I was
0: hoping he was going like, um, to get to four.
4: I'll just give you his numbers here. Mm. 3,311 runs at an average of 34.48. Uh, strike rate of 131. Pretty handy for an opening bat there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A couple of good picks, guys. Well done. Well played. <laughs> um, they're both out of my A team. So there we go. Look, I'm going to go to Wicketkeeper Batsman and oh, uh, go and early. nail that straight away. I, I, there's no point letting it slip anymore. That's Matthew Wade. Oh, I
4: didn't
0: think yeah. he'd go that early. Well done, though. That's a that's a smart, smart selection. Yeah, I'm not going to let that because, slip. Because he's the obvious one. And he's the one yes. that there's, there's no one else that's come anywhere near him. No. So... Yeah, well, nice. Good luck fighting for the rest. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> He's in my team. Yeah. Thanks for um, yeah. endorsing that one, no, Uh And I'm going to go to the all-rounding class as well. Um, I'm going to select with my
0: second pick, Glenn Maxwell. Oh, gee. Okay. All right. No, that's fair enough. You want to play dirty like that, Bryce, and go <laughs> early like that? That's fine. That's fine by me. Uh, back to me, Sammy.
4: Uh, back to me.
0: Sorry. Back to what you, are... sorry. So yeah, who nice. was that, Bryce? That was uh,
4: Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell. Oh, God. Yeah. So, okay, I might just good. go with I might just stick with batting here, just really bat you blokes out of out <laughs> of this competition. Uh, give me Chris Lynn. Oh, Chris Lynn made yeah. a lot of runs for the Brisbane Heat, obviously now at the strikers. Uh, I'll get you. his average. Uh, Well,
1: he's third on the runs this season alone where we thought he was done. We thought we'd put a fork in him two years ago. He's not done. Most Mm.
4: runs in the Big Bash by a long way, 3,725 at an average of 36.51.
0: Record number of sixes as well. Yeah. Six hitter. Yeah. Handy, handy player. You guys have started brilliantly. So Aaron Finch for Team Watson, Chris Lynn also for Team Watson and Bryce with Matty Wade and Glenn Maxwell. See, having the number one pick isn't all it's cracked up to be because you have to wait for all these good players to drop off you get two now though yeah i do all right uh i'm having a look at my list here i'm going to go with a natural this is uh, a natural i guess leader and he was a top order batsman gun for a very long time for the Melbourne Renegades christopher henry Gale.
4: oh jeez chris
0: yeah. gale yeah you're going to need someone to open the batting need someone to open the batting so chris gale he's going to hit sixes for you across the board
4: i'm 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 happy with the uh the universe boss couple of years for the Sydney Thunder as well, I believe, in there. And you've got the next pick, JD.
0: He did. Uh, All right, what am I going? I'm going to go with an all-rounder as well. I'm going to take Sean Abbott, leading wicket taker on Mm. in the entire BBL,
4: reliable as ever. And I think he's going to fit nicely onto my team with pick three. All right, I'll go with the man that... uh, Pretty similar to Chris Gale, wasn't here long, but made a massive impact when he did, and that is uh, Lassith Malinga. Oh,
0: my God, no. I thought you'd all forgotten about him. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, who
4: could forget that seven for six? Was it seven for yeah, six he took of to the Melbourne Stars? I had his, the best I had, figures. I had, I had his
0: stats ready to go here because I was going to go next with Lassith Malinga, and you've trumped me. What well
4: Yeah, so go with him, and that's obviously smart. the opening bowler right there. Very smart, very smart.
0: Uh, over to you, Bryce. Yeah, yeah.
1: no worries. I get the next two. So, yeah. look, I'm going to go with spin. Mm. Oh, no, actually, I'll hold that. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got a few options up my sleeve there. Uh, I- I'm going to go back into the all rounder class. I'm picking up Mitch Marsh.
0: Yeah. Nice pick. Mm. Very
1: nice pick. And then I will go with my next pick. I'm going to go to Andrew Tai. Yeah, it's good. A
0: couple of WA boys. Yeah, it's yeah. good pick. Second all time leading wicket taker. Reliable.
1: They've been, they've been big mm. contributors to their previous successes. Yeah. Of course. Um. The all-time. How many? They won all-time. Five. Five. Yeah. There
0: mm. you go. They're a big part of that. Absolutely. Good pick. Your teams are coming along very nicely here, boys.
4: Uh. Yeah. I'll, I'll need uh somebody to come in first drop, and i will stick with the WA theme. I'll go Sean Marsh. Good get. He was one of my next next couple. That's uh, okay. Been, been yeah. Hung up the boots. Recent, hung up the gloves, whatever you want to say. Yeah, don't in judge recently. him on recent performance. He was no, no.
1: steady. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. boy, at his, at his prime, absolutely outstanding top of the order. Mm, exactly You're going to bet him at three, though? Yep. Okay. All right. Out of position. No? Uh, That's all right. He'll, he'll to handle it.
0: So back-to-back for me. Now, I'm, I'm going, I'm going all-out attack at the top of the order. So we've got Chris Gale batting in one spot, <laughs> and we've got the big barrel,
4: Craig Simmons, opening the batting. So, no. All right, so he's
0: fastest century in the history
4: of the Big Bash, and he's going to open at, the batting. I had a look at Craig Simmons, but his average, I think, is about twenty something. All right, he hit three or four. What did he hit? Three centuries in his time
0: in the uh, in the Big Bash, the it, fastest ever. His so, average is twenty
4: five point oh six. JD,
0: that's okay.
1: Fastest ever. Oh, look, I, I, I'm hearing you. Yeah, uh, I thought he made a great comment uh, about uh, Josh Brown and mm. his. Close to the record, yep. Um, just a few balls outside of that. Said with a bit more meat on the bones, yep. you know, he might be a better <laughs> chance to hit the ball harder and further. So, I, I like the way and I like the way he works. Back to you. What a, uh, no, it's, JD, me. it's me. Oh, it's me Another one. one
0: yeah, one I've got there. a I've got a double here. I might go back to the bowlers and I might go a little bit of spin because I'm oh I've got a spinner already, don't I? You got it's the tough. best spinner. Yeah, all it's tough. Time. I probably don't need another spinner at the moment. Uh, we are going to go with Ben all around 134 Ooh. wickets in the Big Bash, and I think an underrated commodity. I think Ben Washus is going to fit in nicely.
4: Bit of a reach there, Bryce. I reckon. <laughs> I did could've panic. I think could've I panicked have, a little bit. Got in with the last pick. I reckon. think so. But anyway, <laughs> um, okay. You got your left arm category there. I, I probably, <laughs> I probably need a spinner as well. Um, just having a look here and I'll go with another man who retired this season, played his last game of professional cricket last night, and that's Steve O'Keefe. Yeah, nice oh, like it. Don't, yeah, mind good.
0: It. Don't mind. Don't he, mind.
1: He's Being actually a very good a genius. value. Yeah. Very
4: very good value for the Sixers. There's a reason why they've been uh, up the top for a long time and they've had lots of good bowlers, and he's one of them. Yep, that is a good one.
1: Okay. Uh heading towards me. where am I at? Mm. I'm loading up on all rounders here, aren't I? Yeah, I've got I'm, a couple in there. I don't, I've got a lot of I'm a bit light on, I'm, <laughs> light on my batting here, so yeah. I might grab Matt Short uh, oh, in gee. the batting order. Good one, great yeah, one. Yeah, so I'm grabbing Matt Short, and he two years uh, leading run scorer, mm. absolutely dynamic. But he's a three way player. Um, he brings in the bowling and also unbelievable fielding. He's taken some unbelievable catches, so I love him in the field. Yeah. Um, and then I'll I'll look for my my bowling category. Uh, once again, uh, I need a crafty bowler. So I'm going to go to Ben Lachlan.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah he was, was great and, value and for a long time. Yeah. Extraordinary fielder. Oh, yeah. Took so, that catch on the fence at the Gabba one night. He, he would take one of those a year, oh. but
1: he was just a jet in the field, boundary rider.
0: And for a long time was the leading wicket taker in the competition until he retired and, and he, he was pushed out of the BBL and, and taken over by Sean Abbott.
4: Still a remarkable player. He's yeah. left a good legacy on the, um, on the Big Bash. Good pick. Okay, uh, keep going with the batting for me. I'll go with Bradley Hodge. Yeah, I had him on my list. Good get. Uh, give you his average here quickly. Uh, he's one of the top run scorers. Scored. Wow, what an average! Oh, his average is average 42. Forty-two point <laughs> seven yep. eight. Mm, yeah, yep. At only one thousand four hundred runs, but um, obviously came in as a as a veteran to the start of the competition, and yeah, showed with his average.
1: No, he he was a leading T20 bat around the world early on when T20 was around. He was phenomenal, and for Victoria, was outstanding. That's preceding uh, BBL that we're going by, but um, unbelievable player.
4: JD, I reckon you take this pick, and then we have a a little virtual break.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I need a wicketkeeper, and I I desperately need a wicketkeeper. So I've got a couple of picks here. So I'm going to start things off with... A recent World Cup winner, I'm going to go with Josh Inglis, a a guy on the rise, 1,747 Big Bash runs. Only averages 29.6, but certainly a damaging player when he gets going. I think he's got a big, bright future ahead for the Australian cricket team, and I'm going to go with Josh Inglis. We're going to take a very, very short break. This is our greatest BBL team of all time, and it's brought to you by State Transport. We are deep into our BBL draft. I think I'm getting absolutely eviscerated at the moment. I'm not happy. This is harder than I thought, boys. Bryce McGain, Sam Watson, with you. Uh, yeah, it's harder than it's you all think. All in the preparation, you guys, you guys have got some great teams. Yeah, I was golfing today, so I, I didn't have as much time <laughs> to prepare as uh, as you guys. But it is my pick, pick number 19, and I need some middle order stability. I need another batsman in this side. Already building a pretty nice batting lineup. I'm going to go with the fourth highest leading run scorer in the history of the game. And that is Darcy Short, 2,950 mm. runs, 122 is his highest score on an a average of 35 and strikes the ball pretty well as well, 131.2.
1: Yeah. And it looked like uh, he was back to his best at the beginning of this time, yeah. opening the Adelaide strikers, short and short. Yes. It looked like a great combination. Yeah. For Them, um, yeah, good pick. I do like
4: that one back to you, Watto. I need another fast bowler, I think, but I don't know who to if I'm going to reach here. Probably pick him up. I'll, I'll go, I'll go Jason Berendorf, actually, been very good for the Scorchers for a long time. And, um, like I said about Steve O'Keefe, there's a reason the uh Scorchers have been around the mark for so long. And the quick bowlers, especially him, uh, Berendorf and Ty, uh, they've been a big reason behind that,
1: no question at all. And I think he's uh it, an absolute lock for the T20 World Cup. Yeah. As in, he is the, the guy. Um, I think he's so important, and he showed that um, uh, over in India in the T20s uh, recently. But, so uh, accurate. So accurate. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. He is a, a, a terrific player in that order. Um, yeah, okay. Over to me. A couple mm, of got picks. A couple here, yeah. yeah, look, I, I need middle order firepower, and I'm going to go to the best at it. The Absolute best, and you he helped me with the ball as well. Mm. Um, and you he helped me in the field, but that's Dan Christian. Oh, that so, you've got to bit. have middle order firepower hitting that can come yeah. in and win you the game. If you want the ball out of the stadium to hit a 12, mm. easy man, too. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll have him yeah, in the lineup, and then I'll uh, I'll look for a, a s- oh gee, this is where I do squeeze in. I'm going to go with one of the best all-round players that I think at the moment in cricket. That's going to be Michael Nisa. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Great pick. Nice selection, Bryce. Uh, Your
0: team's shaping up quite nicely here, Bryce. Probably yeah. one of the, the best, Matthew Wade pick was shrewd.
4: Probably yeah, one of the shrewd. best fielders in the comp as well. Yeah, he is. Nisa. Hasn't he
0: proven that
1: this season? Oh, certainly. amazing.
4: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a bit of international flavor. I think this – oh, no, this will be my second uh, international pick. Uh, superstar all To Talk about some big hitting at the – Right in the crunch. And bowls heat as well. Hopefully he's not doesn't have a drug ban still hanging over his head. I think <laughs> that's over that, but that's Andre Russell. Yeah, Dre Russ. Get. Yep. Mm. Very good for the Renegades and the Thunder and his time in the BBL and um yeah, very valuable and a superstar fielder as well, Dre Russ.
1: And brings people in. So if you're actually managing this team as well, you're gonna enjoy
0: the fact that your
1: revenues will be up because he puts tails on seats. Mm.
0: Certainly does. Uh, Are you again, Sammy? No. All right. I've got a couple of picks. And I need a genuine number five here. And there's only one name that springs to mind straight away out west. And that is Ashton Turner. 2037 runs Mm. at an average of 26. 26. Strikes the ball at 144.3. I think he's an underrated commodity. And I think at number five, if you have a little bit of a collapse with Gail Simmons, Short and English, then the five, Ashton Turner, comes in for stability. That is an extremely good get. Yeah, I, oh, very, very, very yeah. well done. Thank why you. did I leave him
1: so late? He's a big reason why the I think the Scorchers mm. were a bit rudderless, yep. through, uh, particularly with their batting at times. They yep. had that vulnerability. They've got good players around there and they're feeling it. Him doing his knee this year was
0: a big blow for them. Certainly, it was. Uh, I need a, I need a, I think I've got another pick done. I? Yeah, I don't. Yep. I need a quick. I need another quick. So an out and out quick. And I'm just, I'm torn. I'm torn between a couple because there's a few good players in it. And I'm gonna go. I could regret this, but anyway, I'm gonna go with Kane Richardson as my frontline bowler. 135 wickets. He's a third leading all time. We could take a, in the competition a average of 22 and a strike rate of 17.
1: You're not going to r- regret it no. with Richo. You won't regret it. No. And he can bang a few too, yeah. lower in the order. But uh, no, no, he he was uh, a mainstay. And particularly about five years ago in the Aussie T20, he was key player. Yeah. Um, no, nah, good get. Uh,
4: with my next pick, just to shore up, probably slot in, slot him, him in at about the fifth uh, batting position. And that is the current national selector George Bailey. Yeah. Don't mind it. Uh averaged 32 runs uh with yeah made in total 1673. Don't so mind it. yeah um George in there for some leadership and some very strong middle order batting. That is yeah
1: good get there and selection <laughs> capability very good round yes. the selection table. <laughs> yes. Good communicator. That's what you need. Now we get into a tricky zone mm. don't we with uh What's left? Have you guys got a keeper yet? Yeah, I've got a. Uh, do I have a keeper? Yeah, yeah I've got do. Josh Inglis. Yeah. Oh, I'm, that's right. Yeah, Josh Inglis. Okay. Yeah. You're playing without a keeper. What's right? Eh? Wow. I was
0: Jeez. just been... He's just going to share it around. You know, um, he's got. Hey. Oh, he's all has right, got... He's got He's got Peter Neville up his sleeve if he wants him. Just checking.
4: Just checking. I wish I hadn't have asked that question.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think I know who you're going to go. I think it's on my list, but I'll, I'll wait and see. But anyway, Bryce, I think well, it's I feel over a you. Bit cocky, yeah. Oh no, it's Sam. Sam no, it's it's Bryce. No, it is, oh, it is, so it is you, me. I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. stalling as so, I uh, a, yeah, yeah giving you more time. So <laughs> yeah. I think um,
1: uh, okay. Um, look, it, it's a it's a real toss of the coin here. I need a spinner, and I'm going to take Adam Zampa.
0: Zamp can't believe he got through that nice. late. I, I was going to take him when I said I needed a spinner before, but then I realised I have Rashid Khan, so I probably don't need more spinners. But good good get by you. Yep, and then I'll
1: I'll go with a in our batting lineup. Um, I need the problem solver. I need the 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 swing player because I've got firepower. Don't worry about that. I've got firepower. There's plenty <laughs> of it. So I need someone who is consistent with that, and that's John O. Wells.
4: Yeah. Oh, I cannot believe how many runs he's yeah. made in the Big Bash. He's the third, third leading third yep. highest run scorer.
1: He's amazingly consistent, and he's a great uh, problem solver. Mm. Decision maker. He's excellent. And with the firepower around him, he's exactly the player you want and sets up the, the run chases so well.
0: And we spoke about you know Ashton Turner being the, the quintessential middle-order player. John Wells is that and more as well. Just goes about his business very nicely when the Melbourne Renegades are in trouble, which for the last couple of years has been a few times. Yep. He just comes out and he just hits a 30 when needed.
4: So good pick. Great pick. Uh, yeah, so I hadn't drafted a keeper yet, and I was just going to take him with the last pick because I thought you guys – I've already got a keeper, keeper, but I'm a bit worried that you might just kind of hoodwink me and and take him. So I'm going to go the current Australian wicketkeeper. Average is 34 in the big bash, so pretty handy. And he was named the ICC Test Keeper of the Year, Yep, Alex Carey.
0: Yeah, it's a fair pick. It's a fair old pick. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that, Sammy. So, yeah,
4: good pick. Two selections left for you. Where are you going to bat him? Are you going to bat him at the top? Uh, I'm not sure. That's because he's yeah he opens for the uh, for the strikers doesn't he yeah I'll have a play around with well that the good thing order. you got is George Bailey in there to make those decisions exactly it's unreal you got it yep. all covered
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: what do I need what do I need here I, I'm getting stacked across the board I'm doing okay I'm going to go with another bowler with one of my picks and then another one might uh, might shock you but I don't know where I'd fit the second one in but anyway I think I'm going to go with. A newer name on the scene, been around since 2017. I've liked what he's produced. Left armour, so different angle. Daniel Sams, 112 wickets at 14 is his strike rate and an average of 21.
1: Yeah, he's a good all round cricketer. Have
0: you um, double dipped on left armours?
4: Did, uh, did you have
1: uh, the R- Kane Richardson as well? He's a right Berendorf, You got Berendorf, didn't I've you? What I see. Okay, yeah. yeah.
0: So. Just like a, you know, a little change left armor as well. Different, uh, different view. Now, what do I need here? Um, I'm going to take another batsman just so, oh, he's more of an all-rounder. <laughs> I'm just trying to think here. There's two all-rounders I like, and I don't know which way to go. I'm going to go, I'll play the sensible game, and I'm going to go the sixth highest run scorer of all time, Moses Henriques, yeah. 2,903 runs. And he's taken a handful of wickets as well. I've just got to work out where to fit him in to this lineup. But I think we can't go through the draft without taking Moses on Ricks. Would have been a
4: travesty if he slipped through without yeah. any of us picking him, yeah. probably. Cam White was the other one I was thinking of. Okay. For my final selection, I probably need, I definitely need another bowler, weighing up whether it should be a spinner or a quick. But I think I'll go a quick and just really pander. If this gets posted on the socials, I'll just really pander to, <laughs> oh, to all the people on the socials. I'll pick the great man, Brett Lee. I was going to go who, Brett Who Lee. could forget his uh, final over in professional yeah. cricket where he nearly won the final for the Sixers. When
0: I was tossing up between Kane Richardson and someone else, the other person was
4: Brett Lee, and I thought, I'll and just go the experience. He's, a bit uh, of, he's pretty handy with the mm. bat binger as well. Yeah. All right, really Bryce. shores up my uh, tail end, which is quite shaky with the Bryce, bat. Bryce, to finish things off.
1: Okay, to finish things off. Um, I, I think I've got bowling covered. The thing I don't have is a left arm mm. bowler, and that in my team lets me down a bit, but in terms of, uh, the pressure, this, gee, last bit, th- you take a, bit a little a, bit more time. Yeah. You got extended yeah.
4: time here. Yeah. It, it is, it is a little got, bit tricky. You got your order sorted, JD?
0: I think so. I'll have a look. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit, I, I,
1: I'm completely the stuck. Last pick, don't stumble now. I'm a bit lost. Um, all right, I've lost yeah, all, the, all the all the gold is gone, but I do have a a silver selection that I'd like to put in here. They're probably going to bat up in the order because they're an incredible player of spin. I loved how he did it, and that's David Hussey. Oh uh, yeah, Husky. I had
0: him had him on my list. Good good pick.
4: No Michael Hussey taken in there. Probably
0: didn't play enough BBL. I reckon mm,
4: only four seasons. Yeah. But- yeah, I don't anyway. know if he played enough for BBL, but he did lead him to a title. The Thunder. You know, you know who we also missed is Alex Hales, who's mm. been great value for a long time.
0: SK Warren missed out. Mm. Great man. Okay. Uh, Adam Voges missed out.
4: JD, do you have you got your? Do you want me to go through you, my order first? You go
0: through your order first. I'm just finalising
4: my batting order, okay. so you go through yours first. So Aaron Finch and Chris Lynn opening the batting for Team Watson. Sean Marsh first drop. Brad Hodge in next. Wasn't sure where to put Alex Carey, but we'll put him in at five. George Bailey really sure things draws things up at six Dre Russ bit of firepower in at seven binger in at eight uh obviously a superstar bowler but can hit a big ball when he when he wants to at eight yep Jason okay. Jason Berendorf well if you look at the rest of my tail Bryce then you'll see why binger's at eight Jason Berendorf at nine Lasith Malinga at ten <laughs> and Steve O'Keefe at eleven, but it's it's they're in the team to bowl, Bryce. They're not in there to hey, make runs at the tail.
1: Steve O'Keefe, um, you can put him up uh, I, w- yeah. earlier on. Absolutely, I'd have okay. him above Binger in in um Plum O'Keefe time. He was uh, it was okay. He just lost the will to run between uh-huh. wickets with those calves that's, of his. That's so, fine by me. Yeah, so I, I'd put him up a little bit higher. So who did you have at five? Sorry, I missed that one. Uh, Alex Carey. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right, we're running out of time here, Bryce. Do you want to? Have you got a batting order for yours? I do. Uh, yeah. Matt Short, Mitch Marsh, Matthew Wade, David Hussey, Glenn Maxwell, John Wells, middle order firepower. Dan Christian, Michael Neisser at eight, Ben Lachlan nine, Adam Zampa ten, and Andrew Tai. At like 11, it. tough on tight about 11, Zamps would probably be
0: there. Yeah, like it. I'm just realising my team's full of all-rounders. But anyway, Chris Gale and Craig Simmons are going to open the batting. Darcy Short at three. Josh Inglis going to bat at four. Ashton Turner at five. Moses Henrique slips down to six. Daniel Sams in at 7, Sean Abbott at 8, Rashid Khan at 9, 10 will be Ben Washers, and 11 will be Kane Richardson. So we'll chuck those up on the socials. You can have a look. You can give your thoughts. Bryce McGain, thank you to Sam Watson as well. Uh, this is Sports Day for Kia, major partner of the Australian Open and Maccas. The Aussie Angus Deluxe is back at Maccas. Give us a call on the Harcourts Open line. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. More Sports Day right after this.